Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, Mike is joined by his good pal Jordan to react to the latest adventures of Earth's scummiest heroes in what is arguably the most insane season yet of Amazon Prime's hit original series. So, what's the boys, season three? To another episode of the Showboys podcast. My name is Mike, uh, and I'm joined with my good friend, uh, comic book enthusiast, and uh, Adam West Batman shirt wearing uh, buddy Jordan. How you doing, man? Good, good. How you doing? How'd you know? Okay. It was, oh, I guess you could see it. You can see the ears. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you were standing up earlier, showing me that you weren't wearing pants. I was oh, able to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're like obviously an Adam West enthusiast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the number one sign. Yeah, um, <laughs> just has the like bat bat spandex on. No pants. Just the belt. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but yes, we're here. Uh, Nick's out vacationing somewhere um, in the wilderness. Uh, Chad, I don't know. I lost Chad. We lost track of Chad. So it's it's Jordan and I tonight. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about season three of The Boys. Before we get into anything, we need to thank our lovely top-tier patrons, Tim B., Yusuf H., and our, a, a new, a brand-new top-tier patron, Joe C. Thank you. Uh, we It's the world to us. Uh, all of our other patrons, we, we love you just as much, uh, but we love them a little more because they give us more money. Um, you can always buy our love by checking out uh, our Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash showboyspodcast. Uh, it's a good way for you to uh, just help support us and um, help us be able to continue to bring you the best quality content we can. Um, all the all the proceeds that we get from our Patreon just gets dumped right back into the podcast. Um, so go check it out. We have different perks and benefits for uh, each tier, um, including exclusive episodes only available to our patrons. So check it out. Patreon.com slash showboys podcast. Thank you guys. Um, this week we're going to, uh, we kind of did this last week at the top of the episode. Um, but this will be our, our official like debut of our, our newscast segment. So, uh, if you weren't aware, we had ran a, a, a separate, podcast series called our, our newscast uh it was an every other week show on uh monday nights and we i don't know we had we were up to like close to 40 episodes or so of that uh but basically we would just bring you news and rumors in the in the film and gaming industry um we decided to kind of merge that into our thursday night show uh so you know, I came with a little piece of news from San Diego Comic-Con. Jordan came with a little piece of news from San Diego Comic-Con. 
And uh, yeah, we're going to go through that first and we'll get into the, the boys season three breakdown. Um, but yeah, Comic-Con happened last weekend and uh, there was, there's quite a bit uh, of news on new releases uh, for shows and movies. And of course all the crazy Marvel stuff. Um, but, but the, the article I'm bringing tonight uh, is, I wouldn't say like completely shocked me, but I was surprised that this was announced uh, already. Um, but yeah, we, we got an announcement that the wheel of time has been renewed for season three. Um, as of now, there's only one season on Amazon prime. It's a prime original, uh, high fantasy series. It was once described as, uh, Lord of the Rings meets game of Thrones. However, I've watched the series and it is, it does not live up to either of those. Uh, like not even close. Uh, I would say mediocre at best. Uh, I did watch the entire first season just cause I was invested after like three episodes. I'm like, all right, I've already watched three episodes. I might as well just finish. Um, but yeah, season two is not out yet. Uh, we're expecting it to be, uh, you know, released on prime maybe later next year. Uh, but there's no official date even on season two, which is why this kind of shocked me. Uh, that they would already announce the renewal of season three. Uh, but but the announcement was made by uh, Rafe Judkins, who's the executive producer. And, uh, you know, he's, he announced this in a prime video press release on the 21st during a panel focusing on an animated companion series called The Wheel of Time Origins. Uh, this I actually think is pretty cool. So this companion series here, uh, Origins, uh, originally was going to function as an x-ray feature on prime do you watch much prime video stuff i mean i know the boys is on prime uh but ha- have you used prime video for for much of anything jordan just really the boys a uh, little bit of invincible um trying to think there's got to be more uh, random movies every now and then have you ever like paused and and used this x-ray feature or do you know what, what no, i'm talking about i don't know what that is okay so if you're watching anything on prime next time you do pause it and uh, you know your normal like time bar of the episode length and your your position in the episode or whatever pops up but also uh what shows up whatever actor is in the scene that you paused on they're like card actor card i guess is what i'll call it like shows up on the side of the screen you can go over and like click on it and like different shows provide different uh amounts of information or whatever so um that's kind of the x-ray feature in a very loose description uh but basically you can pause at any point in the show and be given additional information on who's in the scene what characters they are blah 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 so This this companion series uh, was originally intended to be an X-ray feature f- for Wheel of Time, and it may have been already, but they're uh, expanding upon that and releasing a six-episode uh, animated companion series. Um, however, you know these episodes are only like three minutes long. But if you've uh, watched any of the Game of Thrones lore videos that you hear Chad and Nick talk about in our game of thrones episodes yeah uh it sounds very similar to that where it's, okay. it's digging in deep to the lore that's not exactly uh explained in the, in the show itself 
um, just you know takes you one step deeper into to the universe, uh, which I thought's pretty cool. I always love going deeper. Um, I don't know. I w- I kind of wish the show itself was just a little deeper, um, but yeah. Uh, be on the lookout for the Wheel of Time Origins animated companion series, uh, but also you know be on the lookout for season two and eventually season three. Uh, the other article that I was I was debating on talking about uh, was the uh, the trailer drop for the Dungeons and Dragons movie mm. um, Honor Among Thieves. Did you happen to to see this trailer at all? I did, and I was um, my biggest disappointment. I'm like, I wonder what class everybody is, and then we realized that they're all thieves. I'm like, oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not uh, not not much variety. There's a little uh, bit of there's a little bit of subclasses happening. You can tell, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, they're all part yeah. of the thieves guild. Um, I will say I I was pleasantly surprised because when when this was announced and we had reported on this on the newscast quite a few times. I I was just dumbfounded, honestly. I was like, what are they going to, how are they going to do this? Right. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Uh, but it actually, it looks kind of fun, you know? It, it kind of looks like it, it doesn't it does. take itself too seriously. Um, but yeah, the trailer was interesting. It's and, very uh, much so Guardians of the Galaxy in the, in the fantasy realm, right? It's, it's yeah, very, yeah. very obvious that they even have, like, the, the, the main actor is named Chris. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris Pine. Uh, he play. I think he's uh, like a the bard or something. Because at the end, he's like playing his little uh, lute or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, and the other shocking news from this trailer is this is hitting theaters in in March. Oh, I didn't catch that. Wow. Right. Yeah. So we're just uh, you know a few short a few short months, maybe like six months uh, out from from this hitting theaters already. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's what interested me at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, what did you uh, find interesting, Jordan? Uh, you know, the the article I wanted to talk about tonight, which which obviously San Diego Comic Con has an array of things that I'm interested in. Black Adam, the, the, the trailer was 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 really really dynamite. Um, Shazam two, uh, it, it's everything. Super and, Pets, and, no, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I'm, I'm excited for Super Pets. It, it kind of uh, looks yeah. funny. Not gonna lie, it, it'll be funny. I think it'll be good. Uh, <laughs> Ant-Man the Wasp little tidbit was was decent. Um, I'm trying to think, the uh, Wakanda Forever uh, looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, not a, not a, I'm not sold on the Namor idea yet. Anyway, um, the the whole idea that uh, the article I was bringing was was kind of a, an underlying article that gained steam a little bit more after uh, SDCC ended. Uh, but uh, the particular article is actually on themaryc.com and. It's Kevin Feige mentioning that the next time that we see Spider-Man, he's going to be a street-level superhero. This is this is major for um, coming along with the announcement of Daredevil, a new season of Daredevil. Um, you know, she, 18 episodes, by the way. 18, 18 episodes, yeah, Massive. absolutely. It's going to, I mean, it's, yeah, it's got to be some kind of record. Uh, it's, uh, you know, he's obviously showing up in, in She-Hulk. So the idea of bringing uh, Spider-Man back to the street level is something I've wanted to, to happen. And, and uh, it's, you know, having Daredevil and Spider-Man in New York City, New York City is a, a staple for Marvel comics. It's just like Gotham is in, in, uh, in DC comics. 
And so there's, there's a whole array of stories you could put there. There's tons of heroes that live around there. And they grew out of that quick after the first Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Strange is there, obviously. Um, so what this is, what this can do is it can bring, it can bring us closer to, to kind of the, the limelight of what was in, uh, in Spider-Man, the animated series in the 90s. You have Punisher running around New York, Craven's uh, there. I mean, all of Spider-Man's villains uh, end up there. Uh, Daredevil, obviously. She-Hulk could be there. The crossovers are so much more fun because they don't have to be some like world event, like world ending event. And you can have some of the most fun and serious battles all together. There's Halloween specials with Spider-Man in New York that include like Moon Knight sometimes. And, um, you know, just, just tons of different, uh, tons of different angles you can go with this. And uh, it's a sign that the MCU is diversifying itself. You're going to have kind of the, the cosmic thing going on. And, you know, going off there with, uh, you know, with what Kang and the multiverse is going to do. And then you're going to have a, a ground level uh, MCU happening in New York, maybe a few other places. Maybe we could see Iron Fist come back. Definitely Punisher. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of excitement. And it's, uh, I, I think this uh, diversifying it like this, they're doing it because they don't want all their eggs to continue to be in one basket, especially as they roll out more TV shows and movies in parallel. So it's exciting. It's it's definitely it's definitely exciting for me because it's 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 the one thing in the MCU I'm probably more excited about that I'm actually excited about these days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, this is something Chad's been uh, you know salivating over uh, happening <laughs> for for quite some time. Yeah, um, yeah man, uh, it's just I I think we, we kind of touched about touched on it in the the Falcon and Winter Soldier companion series we did. Where, you know, we, we kind of theorized maybe, you know, Sam and, and Bucky would be like the the global team to, you know, right. keep keep the language the same between uh, Spider-Man and, and Daredevil here. Um, but but yeah, you're like not every threat is going to be cosmic of nature and like universe ending, you know, potentially uh, there's still going to be global terrorists there's still going right. to be like street level you know crime bosses you know rhinos run down the street the kingpin yeah it's, yeah mm -hmm. uh, it, I, honestly it'll be cool to see uh it'll be really fun to see uh like spider-man end up fighting the kingpin at one point too because yeah you know, the comics or even even the anime cartoon the kingpin has no problem just power bombing spider-man <laughs> right on <through> the floor <laughs> right he has this unseen unnatural strength yeah, and uh, it's it's gonna <laughs> be cool. Blade, even Blade can show up. It's I'm so excited for the idea of having like a remix of the animated series, having Morbius being chased by Blade through New York, and you know Spider Man and Daredevil are like, hey, what the hell are you doing? And it's it's just it's just uh, chaos and fun. It's, it's it's great stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, ex exciting news for sure. Uh, one that might slip under the radar too. Uh, Biosiv says, "Oh goodness, just the two of you tonight? You bet, buddy. We're uh, gonna have a good old time. It's not just the two <laughs> of us now. You're here. It's the three best friends. Um, yeah. So uh, there you go. The new news segment. Um, we'll be trying to do this uh, each week as it makes sense, and uh, we'll each bring a little piece of news or a spicy rumor to you guys, and then have a little chats about it. Uh, but yeah." Moving on, uh, let's get to the topic at hand, and that is The Boys Season 3. Uh, 
you know, we're we're a couple weeks late to the party, but that's okay because we're 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 letting it marinate. Um, plus, I literally just finished it last night, so <laughs> that I'm helps. Sorry. Yeah, you, you you can blame uh, uh, Chad for being a Game of Thrones uh, slaver uh, over there, just forcing me to watch so much Game of Thrones. Um, yes, uh, we we did our answer the boys uh, topic of the week, asking you what you thought of season three, uh, and you know, didn't get many replies, but we're gonna go through them anyways. Joe says, "Ugly kid." Joe Cross says. Watched the first four minutes of the first episode and decided it was too vulgar for me. I may have to sit this one out. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those shows. Uh, I wonder if he's just talking about the first four minutes of the first episode of the series. Um, hmm. Because, man, the first ten minutes of, episode, or of season three is <laughs> literally insane. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, Underfunded scientist says, "Woo, Jordan, let's go." Um, yeah, that, that's the answer. To the boys, we didn't have many many replies. You guys are gonna have to do a little better next time. Um, you know, public shame—it always works. Uh, but yeah, so what I thought we would do is uh, we have eight episodes in total. Uh, I thought we we could just go episode by episode, um, look at a little summary. Uh, and talk about all all the the major happenings in each episode, and uh, you know afterwards we can uh, reflect on what what we went through. The what is arguably, in my opinion, the most insane season of the series thus far, uh, and what we might expect to happen uh, in season four coming up. Um, Bios says, first ten minutes of season three, freaking crazy. Uh, very much so. Um, very much so. So uh, I've, I've learned to actually not eat during the premiere of any <laughs> any episode, not only the finale or the uh, uh, premiere or finale. But, yes, yeah. uh, is that due to uh, the, oh, like like just the, the grossness, <laughs> or like because you might yeah. spit your food out laughing? Uh, it's kind of the grossness. I'm not exactly like I, honestly. There's there's two things I don't eat food. Like normally like Kelly and I, like on like a Friday night, we're like, we'll put on, um, if we, we, I'll pick up dinner on the way home or something. And then we'll, we'll watch a like, supernatural or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And which about a really good show. I still haven't finished yet, but I'm pushing through it. Um, there's just like, if uh, watching like a horror movie, it, like my adrenaline gets going and I don't, I don't like eating food during that. And then I also don't like eating food during explos- exploding penises, but, um, <laughs> It's, it's or or people right and it's it's a uh i i you know i didn't i'll never forget i was, I was eating pad thai at the, the <laughs> at the beginning of this, this season episode one i won't forget but, yeah it's hashtag a, never forget yeah. um yeah so uh yeah let's just let's just pull a termite and dive right in um so uh, the first episode of season three is titled the or it's titled Payback. Uh, one year after the Stormfront scandal, the boys work as contractors for Victoria Newman's Bureau of Sp- Superhero Affairs to apprehend rogue soups with Huey Campbell as their liaison. Stan Edgar appoints Annie January, uh, aka Starlight, who is now publicly dating Huey. 
kill captain of the seven to repair Vought International's reputation and unsuccessfully uh, and unsuccessfully attempts to sell V24, a compound V variant that temporarily grants superpowers to U.S. Secretary of Defense Robert Singer. Queen Maeve secretly works with Billy Butcher and has him investigate Payback, a disbanded superhero team whose leader, Soldier Boy, mysteriously died in hopes of finding a weapon capable of killing Homelander. She also gives Billy Butcher several vials of V-24, which he considers using. Huey encounters a man named Tony, who claims to be Newman's best friend and calls her Nadia. Suspicious, Huey follows the pair into an alley, where Tony urges her to tell the truth about Red River. She refuses, prompting Tony to retaliate before she kills him with her powers, unaware of Huey's presence. Um... Yeah, so one thing left out uh, of this summary is the first 10 minutes of the very first episode in which we see the most shocking scene of the series in in whole, um, literally in whole. Um, we start out with uh, Frenchie, Frenchie and, and Kamiko trailing a rogue soup named Termite who has the power to shrink down uh, very much so like Ant-Man. Uh, funnily enough, you're introduced to Termite as he's uh, railing a Barbie action figure in a play dollhouse, which was very disturbing. Um, but yes, he, uh, Kamiko and Frenchie making their way through the party. Termite ends up in the back room with his boyfriend, uh, doing copious amounts of cocaine. And, um, yeah, so Termite uses his superpowers to, uh, enter his his boyfriend's Johnson and while inside has is the most he has the most unfortunately timed sneeze in maybe the history of the earth and uh retransforms into normal size therefore exploding his boyfriend's body in half um and yeah then the title card comes <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, wow, okay, so that's what we're doing this season, huh? <laughs> um, most shocking thing I think I've I may have seen in a TV series. Yeah, I, I think that that and uh, honestly, the uh, Huey's girlfriend's death in season one was really shocking to me. I was just True. like, what just happened? <laughs> this time, I was like, what just? <laughs> happened well there's like different levels of what just happened yeah. it was like first he plops it out and i'm like what is happening <laughs> and then termite goes in and i'm like what is happening uh, scale the walls like he's in some yeah. kind of rap video and i just slide his hands down the wall <laughs> oh man yeah and then he sneezes and that happens and i'm like what just happened yeah. um it was insane uh what a way to kick off the season, though. And honestly, the season doesn't really slow down much from there. Um, it's just kind of pedal to the to the floor. Um, but I think big takeaways here. Um, at the end of season two, Huey kind of like wants to go clean. Uh, and, and we see that storyline pick up here in, in the first episode where he's working for the, the Bureau of Superhero Affairs under Victoria Newman who at this point in time, nobody knows is the head popper. Um, is hot. I'm just kidding. 
Ah, uh, yes, takes that uh, name to a whole nother level. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, they are unaware that she is in fact a soup, and really, she, you know, they're 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 tracking down these rogue uh, heroes and taking care of them the the correct way, the the legal way. Um, you know, bringing them in, detaining them, uh, which is you know, painful for Butcher, who is also working with Huey and Victoria. Um, you know, he has to do these things by the book, and you can tell that it's, it, it, it pains him to his very core. Um, <clears throat> and in this, uh, you know, the, the, the Tony friend that, that comes in towards the end of the episode, uh, we can just kind of stick with this arc through the first episode. Um, you know, he comes in asking for a Nadia, which spikes uh huey's curiosity into you know who victoria really is and um yeah what did you think of that whole the the ending here of the first episode where huey fall huey follows them out into the alley and they have that conversation about red river and victoria being like you know you can't like come in and and call me nadia anymore i'm not nadia i'm victoria now and and the whole head popping scene well we realize she's not just a head popper she's a uh, just a popper and that was kind of i thought it was something that was like a, a cerebral thing that made their head explode but she just like looked at his hand and his hand was like boom like, ah! you know, like it's been the chunk of his face and yeah and he's God. just like gargling yeah yeah that's that sucked you actually felt kind of you felt kind of yeah. bad for him there i felt pretty bad for him but um yeah, I probably felt not as I felt somewhere in between grossed out and Huey. <laughs> Huey was like behind the dumpster, like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it, what just happened? Right. Yeah, you can tell that she's obviously gone like she's almost like like Soldier Boy who obviously went rogue because he's betrayed a little bit. Uh she's been rogue this whole time with, with that entire group and just trying to uh, you know, she has her own agenda. She's moving forward with it. And there's, there's two, there's two kind of, uh, alphas coming out of the whole payback situation. And it's, you know, it's, it's obvious who that is by the, the by the end of the season. Uh, but I was, I was, again, I said, I was like, what's going on when his hand exploded <laughs> and his face exploded. And it's yeah. Just, just basically episode one is just a lot of exploding people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or collapsing yeah. faces. I don't know. Yeah, I think one of the, the the most important things to note here is, uh, you know, afterwards she jumps on the phone. She's like, "Hey, basically, I need to clean up on the back alley. Uh, it happened again." <laughs> so you you kind of you, we learn that she has connections somewhere. She's not just a like rogue villainous body popper just out to cause chaos right you think um, it'd be the government but like she's kind of secretive from them right like it's yeah the company or um it's yeah, i don't know strange yeah yeah so it definitely sets up a, a, a good kind of like sub plot throughout this the season here that ends up actually turning into being something very important later on down the road um but uh another super important thing that ha- that we find out here is the uh v24 compound uh, basically, we're introduced to this uh, Stan Edgar having a conversation with the uh, Secretary of Defense Robert Singer, 
at Vought, uh, pitching, you know, w- with his sales pitch for V24, the, the temporary V. Uh, basically, he's like, hey, look, you know, you can, you guys buy this, give it to your soldiers. It's temporary. It, it The effects dissipate within, like, after 24 hours or so. Um, you know, it's, we're not creating permanent superheroes, but uh, you can get that boost. And is basically lording this over the government's head, uh, asks for some outrageous cost of like $6 million per vial or something. Um, and basically, Singer's telling him after Stormfront, uh, like, Vought is in the garbage can. There's There's nothing publicly that, you know can save Vought, and that makes B-24 not that enticing. Um, Fun fun fact, you know, Robert Singer, and um, he's the same actor who plays Bob Singer in uh, Supernatural. So he's Robert and Bob Singer in Supernatural (laughs) also. And Soldier Boy is obviously Dean and Winchester in Supernatural. So same writers from the show, supposedly. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the same name and same actor came right over. That that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biosif says thus far the thus far the gore hasn't gotten me. Uh, exploding pelvis, yes, very much so. Uh, the only thing that got me worse than this was the terminus tub throat slit scene in The Walking Dead. Uh, I don't think I made it that far in that series. Um, yeah. I always tell people watch Walking Dead up till Rick leaves. Yeah, I could I could support that. Um, the throat slitting scenes. Pretty. You actually get to see the uh, the penguin from Gotham get his throat slit. So if you hate the actor. Check it out. Nice. He's yeah, a very fine guy. That was bad, but he does get his throat slit. So. He, he is. I like that actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so basically, you have. Uh, Singer kind of standing up to to Edgar, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, And you can tell by Edgar's uh, reaction here. Um, Starlight gets promoted to co-captain of the Seven, which is a very important story thread throughout the the season here. Uh, Much to Homelander's chagrin. um, But again, Edgar being the power player that he is, uh, has complete control and dominance over Homelander just basically flaunting the the ratings and and homelander homelander's popularity and as we know homelander is very insecure always uh fighting for approval and love and and um you know edgar's kind of got him wrapped around his finger here uh so so what was your take on um you know this promotion for starlight like i immediately was like this is not good starlight is I mean, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones, so basically every main character dies all the time. So I'm like, Starlight's going to die. (laughs) Well, uh, she's just a few notches more powerful than Jubilee and the X-Men, right? So she can't do a whole lot, lot, uh, uh, much more against Homelander, obviously. If Homelander wanted to, she's dead. Uh, She she has plot armor. Uh, The boys' comic book, you know, there's a lot of deaths in the boys' comic book. And the popularity of the show, I think, especially with this season, has modified the writing to not kill as many people because they're, they're pretty popular. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of a detriment to the show because I think it takes away some of the, the off factor. Um, but I, feel, I felt like she had some pretty solid plot armor, and uh, uh, so I wasn't too scared for her. But I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Starlight, honestly. Uh, there's there's something there's something about that uh, the character. I liked her in the other seasons. This season, I just didn't didn't click. It's mm. not shining so bright for me, but uh, it's <laughs> not shining uh, so bright. <laughs> it's it's it, 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 I guess it wasn't right here. It was more towards the middle of the season where I was just like, oh, okay, kill her now. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just yet, but I wasn't scared for it. Yeah, what, what do you think about uh, Stan Edgar's uh, power over Homelander up to this point? I mean, to me, it's 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 pretty shocking because Homelander is he's like the most powerful superhero on Earth that we know of, right? And, and the fact that this powerless CEO can can you know bend Homelander's will at his whim. You know, th- there's a there's a pivotal point in the comic book where that leads Homelander to meeting his demise. And uh, it, the way that they're bending things and, and moving things around, it makes me wonder if Edgar's going to be the person that that happens with. Um, you know, Homelander eventually snaps, and it's it's game over for everybody he meets. And um, There's a big reveal there with like Black Noir and everything. It's it's uh, they're, they're going a different way than this, uh, it seems to be, anyway, than the comic book. Which is good. I like how the Walking Dead they they made an amalgam of of all the different characters in Walking Dead. Made injuries happen to different people. Uh, other deaths happen to different people. Kept some people alive. Carol. Um, it's you know they're doing the same thing in the show, which is a great tactic. It keeps readers on their on their toes a little bit. Keeps a little more interested. Stops spoilers from being way ahead. Um, but I'm starting to see different parallels um, that led to major comic points. It's, it's like when you watch Walking Dead, you knew, I mean, if you, if you read the comic books, you knew there was no just way to kill Glenn other than beating his head in with a baseball bat, right? That was just, that was one of the most like powerful deaths in the comic books. And you just wonder how it's going to happen. Well, they recreated it, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> they completely recreated it. Uh, but it's, some of these events I think are so pivotal to the comics and like impact that you, you have to do it in the show too, uh, which yeah, one yeah. way or the other. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the breaking down of, of Homelander's uh, mental state that happens throughout the season is truly terrifying. And like how the, the season ends, um, like he, he, now believes he can do whatever he wants and mm-hmm. that is scary <laughs> right. uh, because what was holding him back and then basically keeping everyone safe uh, no longer works anymore um, yeah, yeah exactly um, <clears throat> excuse me but yeah basically that's kind of like um, other than Maeve and Butcher uh, you know Maeve giving butcher the temporary v and the the reveal of <laughs> i mean in more ways than one that happens this season um wow jordan just had to go there a very foreshadowing of uh, a few episodes down the road um but yeah other than that and the reveal of of sol- this soldier boy and this possible weapon that could could take down homelander um 
not not much else happens in episode one. I will say that the termite scene uh, is kind of like uh, a a callback or a recognition of you know the fan theory floating around about Ant Man. Why didn't Ant Man just shrink down and like crawl right. up Thanos's butt and then explode him? Right. Um, there, he got it. It was just right. <laughs> not what you expected, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, so moving on to episode two, the only man in the sky as the boys investigate soldier boy's death, Huey visits Red River, an orphanage for superpowered children and copies its record, learning that Newman is Edgar's adopted daughter. Frenchie and Kamiko confront soldier boy's widow, Crimson Countess at the Vought theme park, but she escapes and mistakenly kills an innocent in the process. After learning of Newman's powers from Huey, Butcher takes a dose of V24 and uses it to kill Soldier Boy's former sidekick, Gunpowder. Before dying, Gunpowder informs Butcher that Soldier Boy died in Nicaragua while on a CIA mission led by Colonel Grace Mallory. Mother's Milk rejoins the the boys seeking to avenge his family's death at Soldier Boy's hands. After learning that Stormfront committed suicide, Homelander melts down during his televised birthday celebration and goes on a spiteful rant where he suggests he is the world's savior under persecution from bot executives. Um, so yeah, we totally glazed over uh, the Stormfront being in a coma, like in Homelander's tower penthouse room or whatever, that whole extremely disturbing scene. Um, yeah, disturbing and indeed. Then... <laughs> like, like a Darth Vader. Then... Oh gosh! Yeah, covers a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, so she kills herself by biting off her tongue or something, and like, yeah, drowning herself basically, choking to death. Um, This sends Homelander over the edge. Which, by the way, I loved all the uh, like media interactions of Homelander being like, Oh yeah, I'm just, just a guy like everyone else made a mistake, you know, (laughs) like that whole montage was, was hilarious and like really cracked me up. Um, you can just see he's just like dead in the eyes. Like every time he says, um, yeah. So, uh, again, you know, Newman is more than we were uh, originally led to believe. And this time we figure out that her, her, secret ties are with the one and only Stan Edgar. And not only are they secret ties, but you know, he adopted her, which is pretty crazy. Um, Again, this comes into play later on in the season. um, But this was kind of a bombshell uh, for me. What did you think about this reveal? Uh, You know, it it made sense. It, It made sense to consolidate the story a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of things happening. So it was, uh, you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God. I remember looking at Kelly and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it, again, it consolidates the, the, the parallels and it shows why they're, you know, at, at the same type of level, uh, both in the, you know, uh, politically and also in the corporate ladder. You tell them yeah. they're where they need to be. Yeah, um, and I think this is where th- this is the episode where Huey kind of um, 
I don't want to say like stands up to Starlight because that's not the right word, but in his mind, he like stands up to her because he, he feels uh, lesser than and, and not, I guess, not manly in a way. Maybe this is the social commentary of like toxic masculinity, you know, like, oh, the, the man has to always protect uh, the woman or whatever. Uh, and obviously Huey can't do that because Starlight is a superhero. Uh, what's he going to do to protect a superhero? She's always Absolutely, protecting yeah. him. And that yeah. uh, has been wearing on him uh, mentally, apparently. Uh, I think he's just scared of always having to be the damsel in distress. Like he wants to be able to take care of himself if he needs to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, uh, yeah, she's, but, she's, I just jump in her arms and be like, get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, shame. Exactly. Um, but here, uh, the, his trip to the orphanage, uh, they were, I, I think they were planning on going together, uh, and Huey just goes by himself. And when Starlight figures out, you know, she's kind of pissed about it. And this, this causes a little, uh, rift in their relationship, um, that just grows and grows throughout the season. Uh, again, another, another story arc that you're going to want to put a pin in, uh, because it comes back later on in the season. Um, we get um, the introduction of Crimson Countess who is like performing uh, like singing she's singing songs at the uh, equivalent of Disney World here which I thought was uh, hilarious let me find in my notes here it's become uh, Walking Dead <laughs> it's Andrea from Walking Dead is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder she looks so familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, v- Votland's uh, wokeism, like all the yeah. the the shop and like vendor names, like um, Brave Maves Inclusion Kingdom, Brave Maves <laughs> Veggie Tacos, <laughs> BLM BLTs, the woke walk. <laughs> BLM BLTs is probably my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of a mouthful, but it, it is probably the best one. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, you know, woke walk, and then LGB turkey legs. I missed that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and Kamiko and Frenchie, they they go there, they question uh, her about you know what what killed Soldier Boy. We're looking for this weapon. Um during a like meet and greet or whatever. And they weren't able to get the information they needed before the next fan was coming. Um, that kind of distracts Frenchie and Kamiko countess escapes. There's a chase and then she just explodes some poor sap in, in the Homelander mascot costume. That's right. <laughs> just another, they're just, they just love blowing up heads in this show. They do. They do. <laughs> oh, that wasn't only the head left. I can't remember. I feel like his whole body blew up besides his head. I don't know. That's true. That's yeah, true. Uh, there was just so many body parts blown up. It's hard to keep yeah. track. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that happens. And this is a, a turning point in Kamiko's uh, character arc here. Uh, she kind of blames herself uh, because as they're walking to uh, find Crimson Countess, she sees the, the kids sitting on the the like bench or whatever, eating cotton candy or whatever, just having a fun time. 
at a at an amusement park being kids being children something she never got to experience because she was basically kidnapped and turned into this super soldier and, and a terrorist group uh so she's like looking at that and then when crimson countess explodes the dude like it the camera goes back on these two kids they're covered in blood and emotionally and mentally scarred obviously <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, look, look what my powers have done. Uh, and she just kind of slips into a funk where she, you know, no longer, not that she wanted to be a, a soup anyways, but now she's like really wishing that she didn't have these powers. She, she sees compound B, V as a, as a burden, right? And it's, it's made her a monster. Uh, another one you can want to stick a pin in. Um <clears throat> We find out about the the CIA, CIA mission uh, with Soldier Boy and the Payback Group. Um, the whole gunpowder like NRA gun show is hilarious. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, they they had some amazing like parodies of of things in this season for sure. gunpowder himself you know i mean they could have made him like i mean obviously he's like the bucky bucky barnes right yeah uh, he's supposed to be just the the ward who uh you know he he was made fun of in the same way that you know robin and you know, batman do the whole like you know homosexual jokes and everything but um it, it was nice to know that they made it to where he's like, it never happened. He never hit me and blah, blah, blah. You know, like he actually stuck up for him, but he was still, he just found his always to still be a piece of crap. <laughs> um, but it, it, that, that whole, that whole part was, was amazing. Him as a character was a lot of fun. I kind of wish he stuck around. And that's, that's what's funny about the boys comics also is, you know, you meet certain characters. You're like, Oh, this, this character's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And he's gone. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some characters in the future, you know, are, are kind of like, they, they, I can tell they're kind of putting a few of them in their back pocket, like Tech Knight. Tech Knight would be really, really cool to see eventually. Um, and uh, I forget the, their name of them, but this, their Spider-Man uh, is, is hilarious. And, how many, how long did the comic go? Um, I stopped reading all the way up. I mean, I, 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 I don't totally know because I got a lot of them at once. I didn't get in from the beginning. Um, but I read up through Billy Butcher's death, so I'm not really sure where too much it went after that. But it's, yeah, it's. You look at like how the Umbrella Academy happened. A few other Netflix shows happened. You know, a lot of a lot of these directors are looking at these you know indie indie comic books. Like Walking Dead changed everything, right? You took you took an indie comic book, made a TV show out of it that blew up. So all of a sudden, the eyes started going on. The whole market, even even in comic books, started raising a little bit because you know that people are paying attention to you know what could be the next big story, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, boys end up being one of them. Yeah, boys was actually part of uh, early on. Their first uh, run was actually I think in DC. DC had owned uh, owned them during the first run, and then it went to whatever whatever like Vertigo or something. I think it might have been under Vertigo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- yeah, that's kind of where you see all the the DC parodies come into right. play because right. there's a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, Gunpowder, pretty pretty cool character. 
Butcher tries to basically strong arm, you know, answers out of him by by holding the the soldier boy. Um, was it a report that Gunpowder filed about the the yeah. harassment from harassment. Soldier Boy? And Gunpowder's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. So uh, Butcher shoots up the the temporary V, and they have a little scuffle out in the 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 parking deck or whatever. And um, I believe this this is the episode where Gun Butcher kills him, right? This this all happens in the same episode. I think so. I think it, it finalizes with it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Butcher, man, he like he gets the this basically he becomes Homelander. He's got the laser vision. He's got the like you know invulnerability, super strength, uh, all that stuff. Um, the no, no flight yet, right? Not that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the whole like slow mo bullet like ricochet shot that right. Gunpowder does. Yeah, that, there, like, he, he was kind of like. Like a Punisher mixed with Bullseye, and yeah, they they took a yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did out of that right before again right before he dies. This is where we're informed of the the mission with That's with right. Mallory, um, which is pretty important. Uh, and we also I, is this the first time we learned of the the connection with Mother's Milk with MM and like why. He's against soups. Why he joined the boys? Uh, I think this might be the first time so. that we learn that this is yeah. why. Um, <clears throat> when I hear mother's milk, I think of Homelander drinking milk. I know, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, that is gotta be like one of the best weird quirks a character that I've seen has had. He's just like has this yeah. weird milk fetish. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um. It just makes me feel so gross. Uh, but yeah, we Especially learned when it's like warm out. Yeah, and especially... <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Yeah, Echo. I mean, just everything about Homelander's milk fetish makes me want to vomit. Um, but yeah, we we learn here about MM's um, situation, like why he joined the boys, what what put him on this path, and it was all due to Soldier Boy, who you know killed. His, his grandfather, I believe, and then yeah. eventually his father became so. obsessed with trying to find Soldier Boy and blah, 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 and that led to his death as well. So um, MM's OCD tendencies, uh, his obsession with, with you know bringing down soups all stems from Soldier Boy, we learn. Um, and, of course, the... The big thing here, we see Homelander's psyche really start to break, and he goes like full on. Um, I mean, basically, you know, parody of of Trump, right? And, right? and we start to see the parodies of of the alt right and um, all that stuff happening here. But uh, yeah, in this this birthday <laughs> celebration thing, I mean, there's a lot of really gross stuff going on with with starlight and homelander um but you know he he goes completely off script he he a, a switch flips and he he just loses it and he basically is like you know why am i why am i doing this like i i don't need to apologize for being me i'm literally the most powerful like human on this planet uh like he he that 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 thing in his brain finally clicks where he's like 
they need to like conform to me. Like I don't need to conform to them. What are they going to do about it? Uh, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the episode ends. So um, do you have any, any thoughts on this episode before we jump into three? No, no, I like it. It's good. Yeah. So uh, episode three, Barberry Coast. Homelander's approval rating among rural white males skyrockets after his rant, subjecting him to less scrutiny from VOD executives. Homelander, now believing himself to be untouchable and threatening genocide, pressures Annie into reinstating the deep. Annie is also forced to publicly pose as Homelander's new lover, fearing for the safety of her ex-boyfriend, Alex, a.k.a. Supersonic. She pleads with him not to join the Seven. However, he does so to support her. Mallory reveals... Uh, to the boys that payback was deployed to assist the CIA against communists during the cold war, but were ambushed during an attack. Yeah. During an attack by Russian um, soldiers that left black noir mutilated and soldier boy missing in action, supposedly killed by a Russian super weapon. Butcher is enraged at Mallory for not disclosing the weapons existence earlier and lashes out at Ryan butcher before storming out. He then has Frenchie con- uh, contact the latter's former boss, little Nina, uh, to arrange transport to Russia. <clears throat> so what do you think about this episode? Uh, I'm trying to, this was actually the episode where we get to see the, the battles, right? And uh, Yeah, and the flashback scenes. Flashback scenes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was probably the, the highlight of the episode for me, honestly. Um, it's... Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I love everything that Soldier Boy is. Like, just the the perfect parody of Captain America. Mm-hmm. The, the complete opposite. The anti-Captain America. His, like, fake bravado voice is great. Yeah. Um, Much like Dean also. And, and uh, 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 keep talking about it. Um, Supernatural. Supernatural, thank you. Got you, bro. Appreciate it. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we see Black Noir. He was he's part of the pay, of the Payback Squad, mm-hmm. um, and we see a couple other heroes. I think uh, TNT, um, the the Mind dude with the I forget what his name is, and then there was um, the the Bug, the Winged fella right. who was uh, flying around. Swato. Yeah, Swato. Swato. Was- yeah, and it is mind droid. Um, but you know, there's payback. I'm trying to find um, what. Yeah, I can't find it. But yeah, TNT wasn't actually there in originally in the comics. But yeah, Tech Knight was originally part of them. Stormfront was originally part of them. And uh, there's a character named Eagle the Archer, who's kind of like you know Hawkeye. And, right. Um, I think is that the guy who uh, was in season two at the the Church of the Collective with the Deep. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, we haven't even brought up the deep yet, but like, <laughs> I loved his whole story throughout the entire season. Yeah. Uh, he's he's like on the comeback. Uh, he's left the church. Um, he's got a book out, uh, like lifetime movie about his escape. <laughs> Just everything going on with the, the commercial deep. is the best. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, dude, it's it's too much. Um. But yeah, the, the, like you said, the big key here was we get we get to see the details of of what happened on this mission. Um, we also see that that Homelander's 
basically turn to the alt-right is is actually working in his favor. And again, that's getting that wheel spinning in his brain where he's like, oh, so I can, I can stop hiding behind this uh, facade that I've put out there and people love that. So like now he's getting the best of both worlds. He's getting to finally be the real him, but what he thought would never happen with him being himself, like people are actually supporting that. Uh, which, again, as this is happening, I'm like, this is not good for anyone. Like, no, he's just no. going to kill the entire world. <laughs> he's starting to realize that Vought doesn't really know what they're doing, right? Yeah. They don't really, they, they, they're trying to, you know, just play everything, but just being more just realistic uh, about, you know, the piece of crap he is, people love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we didn't mention yet, uh, but, Starlight is is the host of a basically bachelor parody uh trying to pick new members of the seven. Um and again this is another thing that that causes a a bit of a divide with Huey and Starlight. Um Alex who is supersonic was a a past boyfriend of Starlight. He's a contestant on this show and and making his way to the finals. Um and you know they're kind of like reconnecting as friends. And that makes Huey very insecure uh, because and not only is he you know, a, a, an ex of, of Starlight, but he is also a soup and Huey's just a regular old doofus. Um, so, you know, a lot, lot, lot going on with, with Huey here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Basically, uh, you know, Annie is like, they, they want to pick you as the the new member of the seven, but like, you don't understand, uh, Homelander is a scumbag. Everyone sucks. Like you, you seem to be like a, a a pure hearted soup. Like I was like, don't do this. It will lead to your death. (laughs) Uh, and he's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. And then like the next scene, he's like, I did it. I'm, I'm part of the seven, but I wanted, (laughs) I wanted to help you. Um, so we think, you know, we, we got supersonic on our side here. Um, moving on, uh, the whole Frenchie and Russia stuff, uh, that, that'll come up to play here in, in a little bit. But moving on to episode four, titled Glorious Five-Year Plan, Butcher meets Nina and negotiates the boys travel to Russia in exchange for assassinating one of Nina's targets. Upon learning of V-24, Huey asks Butcher to let him use it. Butcher refuses, but Huey secretly takes a dose and uses it takes a dose and uses it to kill one of the Russian soldiers guarding a secret laboratory. Inside, Butcher discovers a still living soldier boy who releases an energy blast that renders Kamiko powerless and wounded before escaping. While escaping to stabilize Kamiko, Butcher theorizes the Russians experimented on Soldier Boy during a press conference regarding Homelander's behavior. Newman betrays Edgar by accusing him of corruption. In return, Homelander provides Newman a sample of Compound V, which she injects into her daughter Zoe. Annie recruits Maeve and Alex to help her face Homelander. Alex later attempts to recruit A-Train after witnessing him being mistreated by Homelander and the Deep. However... Homelander confronts Annie with Alex's corpse, having killed him after learning of the planned coup from A-Train. 
and threatens to kill Huey unless Annie complies with his demands. So, yeah, Alex should have listened to Annie. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, that, that looked like a pretty painful death. His leg was, like, ripped off. His <laughs> face was caved in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which one it, came first, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not quick and painless. Um, but yeah, an- another thing that we've kind of glossed over is, is A-Train's, like, rebranding. <laughs> so bad. The suit was so atrocious. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, he... It's uh, bad to begin with. Like, it just gets yeah, it's worse. Yeah, not, it's not good. Um, but, you know, he, he's falling out of favor with Homelander because he's losing his speed uh, because... It's hard, uh, yeah. You know, if, if he continues to run, his heart could basically explode at any time. Um, so Homelander s- sees him as useless. And, you know, a- everyone sees A-Train as useless now. So he's trying to reinvent himself uh, to appeal to the masses. And um, Alex sees this um, in a a confrontation that Homelander and A-Train have. He sees this as an opportunity to maybe add another person to to the, the team against Homelander and it ends up uh, biting him in the leg and face <clears throat> later on. Um, here, <laughs> the, the assassination of Nina's target. <laughs> another one of those moments where I'm like, what is happening? Kamiko basically oh, yeah. poses as a sex worker, goes into this uh, fat Russian dude's room, and basically kills him and his henchmen with an assorted array of of sex toys. <laughs> I mean, uh, assorted themes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, they are all themed after members of the Seven. Um, yeah, Black so, Noir is so. the best. <laughs> Oh god! Um, but here, th- this actually is an important scene, though, because again, uh, the the sex workers that are in the room already uh, are terrified of Kamiko after she just m- murders everyone. So much so that one of them grabs a gun and tries to kill Kamiko out of fear. Um, which I forgot about her all of her like rapid healing things. So when she gets shot in the head. Uh, wait, yeah, yeah, because she loses her powers at the end of the episode. So when when she gets shot in the head, I'm like, oh, oh, geez, no, Kamiko's dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she's not dead. I'm just stupid. Uh, she comes back to life and she's like, oh god, like I'm I'm a a monster. I'm terrifying. Like look at what these people who I just saved right. like they see me as. Uh, so again, it's playing into that. Like I really wish that I I wasn't who I am and and who I am is because of the compound B. Um, we uh, then get, let's just get right to the most important part. We discover soldier boy. He's not dead. He's alive. Um, and he is the weapon that they're looking for. Uh, this is a super important scene, obviously because we get soldier boy, but Huey takes the temporary V uh, has the amazing <laughs> teleporting powers. 
I just love how like the whole naked thing just never goes right. away and it's awkward in every like someone says something about it in every single scene yeah. that it happens. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. Um it makes you it all, wonder like like if I saw sense. that happen to, if I saw it happen oh yeah, absolutely. But if I saw this happen to everybody, I'd be like, well so what superpowers do I have? Oof, you know, yeah. like, let's do it. Like I just want to see I just want, like, what would I end up with if I took this, right? Right. What would you want? Like what would be your ideal superpower? Like, you can't just go, like, you can't you can't go generic and be like, oh, Homelander or Superman, which pretty much has every power. Well, <clears throat> the, you have to think of it this way. Compound V has a baseline. You get enhanced strength and enhanced durability, right? Everyone gets that. That's kind of like, that's, that's, that's the baseline. Then based on who you are, it kind of branches off into something unique, right? So what would that unique property be? Um, man, that's... That's a um, it's a million dollar question, I suppose. I don't, I don't, even, I don't, I don't even know. It's I mean, as somebody who's into comic books, I've always been asked, like, "What's your favorite superpower?" I'm like, I, I don't know. Probably super speed, honestly. It, that it definitely the, wouldn't be mine. I'm, it makes the most sense to me. But. Yeah, uh, I th- I feel like yours would just it, the compound view would just make you even more incredibly hairy. <laughs> You're, oh, you're, you're saying you're saying what would I actually end up with? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh, like if, okay. you, was, if you shot up, like what what would your superpower be? It would be a complete mishap. Absolutely, I'm there, telling it, you, it your be, hair would become like indestructible. I'd become like, like cover your entire body. Yeah, yeah I'd become like beast, and uh, but I'd look more like an Ewok, <laughs> <laughs> like a really tall Ewok, Just like cousin it over yeah. there. <laughs> I just like I don't know like like like, a, like a, I guess probably the the early Universal Wolfman <laughs> look you know like just like, like just, I don't know it wouldn't it wouldn't be a cool Wolfman it would just be just a, a Wolfman <laughs> every hair would probably look pubic it would just it would be a complete mishap it would be a complete mishap and. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be we're gonna yeah. clip that one for sure i know i know my luck man it's like i roll dice it's like a one and a two <laughs> yeah man i wonder i wonder what mine would be that's the hard part when you have like no uh you know glaring I, I, good it, personality traits it's hard to determine what your superpower i, I remember when, when we were in scarlet thread we were talking i was talking to somebody i think we were i think we were playing at the skate park or whatever and uh, I was talking to someone there about superheroes, and they were like, what superpowers do you have? And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, dude, I could see you scream. I'd, you would totally get Banshee superpowers if you were a superhero. You know, like, I was like, oh, I like it, you know. And, yeah. But it would be the pubic hair monster. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would uh, be the hairy version of Black Canary. <laughs> <laughs> hairy Canary. <laughs> by herself um uh, get him harry <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh um so yeah uh let's see where, where do we leave off here oh so um yeah huey now has t- temporary superpowers he actually could use the hair power here uh, along with the teleporting power i don't even know what's going on anymore i don't know yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they discover Soldier Boy. Oh, they wouldn't be they're... naked anymore. That's right. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give them a little coverage. Um, they dispatch the Russian forces uh, protecting Soldier Boy. They free Soldier Boy, and, you know, of, of course, Soldier Boy just attacks because all he has been is tortured and and held captive for who knows how many years uh but we learn that his his, his like nuclear blaster or, or whatever it, it is uh removes soup's powers so uh kamiko gets blasted through the wall and you notice that she's not healing and Frenchie's like, she's not healing. Uh, by the way, Frenchie, <laughs> Bad time for you to lose your power. Right? Exactly. Uh, Frenchie, one of my favorite characters, the entire show. I love that guy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it, it's crazy. So he, he does that and then casually just strolls out, uh, while they're all just like, what the heck just happened? Kamiko's dying. Um, so those are kind of like the big takeaways there. Um, in episode five, the last time to look on this world of lies, uh, Frenchie admits Kami- uh, yeah, Frenchie admits Kamiko to a hospital where she is overjoyed to find she has lost her powers. She and Frenchie bond and share a kiss, but Frenchie is later later kidnapped by Nina. Huey reveals his V twenty four usage to a disappointed Annie. Maeve gives Butcher another batch of V twenty four. Uh, before drinking and giving him the temporary V. Uh, she is later captured by Noir and Homelander. Ashley Barrett is named Vought's CEO after Edgar's departure. A-Train tells uh, fellow Soup Blue Hawk to issue a public apology for excessive force against African Americans, but Blue Hawk flies into a violent rage during the event, wounding several bystanders, including A-Train's brother, Nathan. Upon his return to America, Soldier Boy inadvertently causes an explosion, alerting the boys. M.M., Huey, and Butcher learn from a former Vought executive, the legend, that Soldier Boy is going after Crimson Countess before finding and incapacitating her first. Soldier Boy arrives, kills Countess as revenge for giving him up to the Russians. Butcher decides to partner with him, and Huey goes along despite Annie's protests. So Blue Hawk, you know, he was based actually on the boys' uh, version of Wolverine. Hmm. And uh, the boys' version of Wolverine was named Groundhawk. Oh. And so he basically had, like, the Hawkman mask, you know, that kind of made the the, 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 the wings were kind of like, you know, where Wolverine's uh, mm-hmm. you know, pieces go up. And uh, but the, the funny thing about him was instead of like, having claws that come out of his hands, his hands were actually just hammers. They were literally just, just hammers, and you would <laughs> swing them, and that was that was the whole method of Blue Hawk. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, we're also I say also you know Soldier Boy. He didn't. Uh, it's from what I remember. He did not have obviously a power to remove the powers, um, and he was actually uh, his his spin in the comic the comic book was that he was actually a coward. His number one um, his like classic feature is is him. Uh, peeing himself in fear. <laughs> hey, like same with my dog. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they, like they, that's his self defense mechanism. <laughs> right. It's like uh, no one yeah. will want to touch me if I'm covered in my I own urine. I eat a lot of vegetables. This will get you away from me. Um, <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, he, must have, he must have visited Brave Maeve's veggie taco stand. <laughs> yeah, that 
that name will never make me comfortable. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. So again, some more examples of what they you know change from the comic that, that isn't that good in the comic. Uh, right. They take you know weaknesses and make it uh, strong storyline points. Wasn't Soldier Boy also uh, kind of like Batman in the sense that it was just a mantle? Like there were multiple Soldier Boys in the uh, comic. Th- Thinks so? uh, I don't. Maybe I've only ever. Uh, you know what? There might be a comic panel where they where they show him throughout. But I'm pretty sure he was the same one that was in World War II. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look at that real quick here. Yeah, you look that up. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I love the legend, who is uh oh shoot, what's his name? He's in Stranger Things. He was like the nice doctor guy. Uh, that worked under Dr. Brenner. Uh, Burke uh, from Aliens. <laughs> um, uh, great actor. I love the guy. He's hilarious in, in The Boys in his little, uh, little uh, role here. But I, I think it's funny because it's kind of like a, a parody of, of, say, like a Kevin Feige almost. Right. right. <laughs> and, and Stan Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, he has some amazing one-liners. Uh, in the few episodes he's in. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so I also love in this episode the random like musical that busts out with <laughs> Frenchie and Kamiko in the hospital. <laughs> that was right. another one of those. That was that was a, 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 a like much lesser version, but also like a what the heck is happening right now moment for me. Um, it wasn't like, you know, someone crawling into a man's penis hole and then exploding his body, kind of like what's happening right now. It's like, oh, wow, this turned into a musical and it's kind of, uh, endearing what's happening right now. (laughs) There was, yeah, there was two previous soldier boys in the comics. So, oh, okay, sweet. I was right about something. Um, yeah, so, uh, we, we have like a, a, a tender, sweet moment here between Frenchie and Kamiko and secretly this is like my favorite story arc throughout the season. Um, just Frenchie and Kamiko's relationship and bond and uh, how they kind of both lift each other up um, with, you know, Frenchie helping Kamiko deal with her perception of herself uh, with and without the, the superpowers, Um, you know, basically helping her understand that, that the V isn't, you know, she's not a monster. The V doesn't make her a monster. She's, you know, a, a good hearted person. And, and she, with her superpowers is helping save people. Um, and then you kind of get a similar parallel where, uh, when Nina totally breaks Frenchie down, um, yeah, this is it in this episode or the next episode, but, but where he he's, you know, they, they tie him up or they chain him up to the pole and Nina is just tearing Frenchie apart. You know, um, I was thinking about that myself. Um, well, first of all, I, the, the, I like the Nina character. I think she's kind of a, a unique, like kind of brings like a crime boss into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to remember if it is in this episode or it's one of tad bit later because kidnapping happens. Oh no, I'm looking right here. It's in the next episode. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, the Frenchie and Kamiko they share a kiss, which I thought was cute. Um, 
But of course, Frenchie gets kidnapped uh, right after it happens. So Kamiko goes into a spiral like, oh my gosh, did I ruin what's happening here? Um, Huey tells Annie that he's taking the V. And uh, she's not happy. Uh, rightfully so, as we learn later on in the uh, in, in the season. But I think... I think that this is the episode where we get the scene of them riding in the van uh, to or from somewhere, and he's kind of like head out the window, like arm out the window, and you can see his arm glowing, so he still Whoa. has like the V in him, and he's just got that smirk, like blissful look on his face. Like he is totally loving having superpowers. Right. Everything um, he hated, he loves, right? Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Um, of course, Maeve gives Butcher the V in all kinds of of the sense of that statement. Right. Um, the whole Ashley getting promoted to CEO, that <laughs> what a character, man. She's like ripping her hair out through the whole right. season. She's a complete psychopath. But yeah. much like Homelanders, there's kind of like a parallel here because she uh, has that self-realization too where she just like, asserts herself like what's anyone going to do she's the ceo now right right um so so we have that whole thing going on but but back to blue hawk like we get introduced to him because he like curb stomped a black dude who was unarmed obviously commentary on things that have been happening in the last you know year or so around the the country maybe not the curb stomping but you know the police brutality um over policing basically yeah yeah yeah. uh so a train you know confronts ashley about it they get blue hawk to apologize and during this you know uh, like we said uh blue hawk gets mad uh causes a scene and in this scene he ends up paralyzing a train's brother um which is is tragic excuse me i'm like uh drying up here uh but the big thing is soldier boy is now back in the states and uh he gets triggered by some russian pop song which by the way as this is happening like that same russian pop song from when he was captured however many years ago just randomly playing on like american radio stations i'm like what yeah (laughs) Like, yeah, it makes you wonder if he's just nuts and he heard music and it brought him to it. And then it right, right. I'm making excuses for that, obviously. But. Yeah. Uh, he's back in the States looking for Crimson Countess. Uh, Butcher and, and Huey and the boys are kind of on the 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 trail of, of realizing Soldier Boy is trying to get revenge on his old team because they learn that uh, it was all set up, right? Um, no, wait, we don't learn that until the confrontation with Crimson Countess. Uh, but basically, Billy and Huey serve Crimson Countess up to Soldier Boy on a silver platter. They they kidnap her in what was leading up to be another very disturbing scene. Right. <laughs> Where she's basically also a cam girl on the side, and Seth Rogen is just there uh you know as a an executive producer and stuff of the show he's got to make a cameo of course um yeah so 
in the scene with Soldier Boy and Crimson Countess, she basically tells him like, "No, it, we we set that up. We we made that happen because uh, we all hate you. You are a giant douche." <laughs> and then he just destroys her. Um, <clears throat> they strike up a deal, Huey and Soldier Boy. Basically, Huey being like. Well, I'll help you find the rest of the payback uh, because I hate superheroes. So if you want to kill superheroes, that's fine with me. Uh, but you just got to help me kill Homelander. And Soldier Boy's like, all right, whatever. Let's do it. Uh, any big takeaways uh, for you from this episode? No, no. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. So next week, we come up on episode six, which is the infamous Herogasm episode, which was described by the creators of the show as as an episode not suitable for any audience. Like, I believe that is a direct quote that was tweeted out by Kripke himself or something. Um, but I gotta say, I mean, it's not that like, I, I was expecting some like really episode one was worse, man. Like, yeah. I mean, there's some kind of gross stuff that happens in this episode. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, when <laughs> mother's milk's trying to find a bathroom or something and he just opens the wrong door. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong milk yeah, yeah. Uh, the the dude like he was like ice man couldn't create the he made like a sex toy out of ice and it just doesn't it didn't make sense and it yeah. hurts and of could, course you got love sausage he he makes his return right first introduced in season two yeah i mean he's um, like the one guy i don't blame being there right like you know, what else is it his makes power sense for? <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. um but yeah so uh episode six titled herogasm the deep and homelander uncovers security footage of soldier boy killing countess leading noir to cut out his tracking chip and disappear nina kidnaps kamiko and frenchie's former partner sheree and forces him to choose who to execute but Kamiko frees herself and kills Nina henchman, Nina's henchman. While Nina escapes, Newman privately reveals her powers to Annie and proposes an alliance, but Annie declines. Butcher and Huey help Soldier Boy track down his former teammates in exchange for his help in killing Homelander. All parties converge at the TNT Twins residence in uh, Montpellier, uh, where they're hosting Herogasm, an annual soup orgy. After the twins claim Noir sold him out to the Russians, Soldier Boy accidentally releases another energy blast, destroying the building and killing the twins and multiple guests. Soldier Boy and an empowered Butcher and Huey join forces to fight Homelander, who escapes before Soldier Boy can nullify his powers. A-Train uses his powers to kill Blue Hawk but collapses from heart failure. A disillusioned Annie films a live stream announcing her departure from the seven and publicly condemning Vought, Soldier Boy, and Homelander. So, you know, we already, we don't need to talk about Herogasm because it was pretty dumb. Um, however, the whole deep <laughs> part of Herogasm, <laughs> that, part was, that part was really gross. It was. <laughs> um. <clears throat> It's hard to get that image out of my head. Um, but yes, this is the episode we were just talking about where uh, Nina captures Kamiko and Frenchie. And uh, this is where Frenchie's tied up to the pole and just Nina is ripping him apart uh, mentally and emotionally. Uh, so what were you going to say about this this whole scene here? 
Um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 uh, it references back earlier on to where she says that he likes being tied up like a dog and do all these you know, things. Like, he, like you can see in a different situation, Frenchie likes that situation before, but uh, it was probably more of a sexual thing, obviously. This time it's more, I'm going to die, and the person I care about is going to die too. But um, I think having it lead up to, you know, her breaking free and doing what she was doing and him trying to cheer her on in the position he was in is honestly kind of what made it in a, in a weird way. Um, he was absolutely helpless, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and how he was tied up and bound. and um, <laughs> He's trying to tell her what to do. I, I have to tell you, the fight that she had with, with um, I guess, the, the bigger guy, the whole thing, was one of my favorite fights in this whole, whole show. Um, just because you could feel the, the different pains going through. Um, mm-hmm. Without her powers, I think some of those hits would have hurt her way, way worse than, than it did. Uh, as somebody who's had abdominal surgery and such, <laughs> I was just like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, he's just every... straight punching her right in right. the... <laughs> right. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, which, by the way, I had all staples going up my stomach when I was working at Best Buy after my surgery, and the guy who was working didn't realize it. He came up to me and jokingly punched me in the stomach. And I was just like, it was like the biggest, oh, and then I fell to my knees on the side, and he's like, "Quit being." And he's like, "Oh shit!" You know, like, <laughs> you yeah. just killed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it didn't feel good, and uh, it was. It was like the. It's kind of like getting kicked in the nuts, like the pressure, you know, that you feel. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I was I was feeling every punch as she was taking it. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ah, you know." Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad for me, though. but <laughs> that just yeah, that made me uh. Ir- you ever watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? I didn't. I have it, honestly. You've never I, seen I've that never movie? I've never seen it. Oh no. my gosh, it's so good. Uh, no. But the way no, you're hopefully reacting. Kelly's not watching it right now because it was. Uh, we have the conversation about it like I have all the time. But. Oh, well, you should watch it uh, because there is a scene uh, you were, you were, you, when you were recreating your, your stomach pains. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ah. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene it's where. A dance. Ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> There's a scene where a vampire gets uh, staked in the heart, and as he's dying, he's just like, ah, ugh, ah. <laughs> dude, it's like so funny, dude. Because yeah. <laughs> he just totally embellishes the whole thing. It's it's great. But that's it. that's all I can think of when you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this this here though, this is kind of the turning point for Kamiko because uh, she realizes that she's the same person with or without the V because she does the same thing without her superpowers that she would have done with her superpowers. Like she's just going to help. She's just going to uh, save the day. Right. So she uh, has that turning point and we see that uh, come to, to fruition a little, uh, in a little more depth in the coming episodes, but um, so they they escape there, which is nice. You know, Frenchie doesn't have to actually choose which of his uh, lovers, so to speak, has to die, which is very nice. You know, uh, but it, it kind of sends Frenchie down a spiral. He's he goes back to getting high all the time, and he just kind of falls back to the Frenchie we first met in the series. <clears throat> um. 
But the big part of this episode uh, happens at Herogasm when uh, Soldier Boy learns that Noir is the one that, that sold him out uh, and Homelander shows up. So Soldier Boy kills TNT and then we have a, a, a really cool fight between Soldier Boy, MM, Kinda, and Billy. Uh, and even Huey jumps in there. Does. Popson. Yeah, uh, naked. Uh, mm-hmm. Which. It's your orgasm. So he, he basically like teabagged Homelander, maybe a little, kind of. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, so th- they have this really cool fight. Uh, they have him like pinned down to the ground, and Soldier Boy is about to, you know, unleash his, his nuclear blast, uh, removing Homelander's power so Billy could kill him finally. Uh, and Homelander escapes just in the nick of time. And um, uh, Huey saves, he finally saves Starlight here before the blast goes off or whatever. Um, or I guess this was when, before the blast went off that killed TNT. And uh, yeah, Starlight also lo- loses her clothes during teleportation. I like I like the fact that they like paid attention to that detail because it totally makes sense. Because right. like, why would your clothes go with you? It, it, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you would, you would teleport out of them, and your clothes would be left where they were. It's, um, yeah, the hell Star Trek, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, again, we get you know some more confrontation uh, between Huey. And Starlight with the whole superpower thing with him, you know, saying that, you know, I just want to, I want to save you for once. I want to be able to protect you, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then, of course, the episode ends with (laughs) A-Train brutally murdering Blue Hawk by just dragging him, basically cement dragging him at super speed. Uh, but you know, he collapses on the street, presumed to be dead because he, you know, used his super speed and, uh, you know, he's not supposed to do that. So we get to episode seven titled, here comes a candle to light your, to light your, you to bed. Okay. That was weird. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. In flashbacks, Noir masterminded the ambush, uh, to trade soldier boy to the Russians on Edgar's behalf with the help of payback who resented Soldier Boy for his abusive behavior. In the present, A-Train is successfully revived after receiving a heart transplant from Blue Hawk. Uh, Butcher, Huey, and Soldier Boy see payback member Mindstorm, who subdues Butcher, trapping him in memories of his abusive father and the suicide of his little brother, Lenny. Huey convinces Mindstorm to free Butcher in exchange for his freedom. The Soldier Boy kills Mindstorm shortly afterward. While retrieving Compound V for Kamiko at Vought, Annie Annie discovers that V24 will kill users after three to five doses. Homelander confronts Annie regarding her live stream, but she records him confessing to his crimes and posts it on social media. Frenchie injects Compound V into Kamiko, healing her injuries and restoring her powers. Annie informs Butcher of V24's risks, but Butcher chooses to withhold this information from Huey. Soldier Boy calls Homelander and reveals that he is his biological father. So we totally forgot to talk about uh, the the end of episode six with the the insta live from Starlight, where she basically puts everything out in the open 
She's like, Homelander's a scumbag. Vought, yeah. they're scumbags. Nobody cares about you. I quit. Um, obviously, putting herself in uh, the center of the bullseye of, of Homelander and Vought. <clears throat> but um, here in episode seven, uh, I loved the the stuff with Noir. And uh, this is where the, the animated animal characters start which is was another one of those just like the musical uh scene i'm just like in the best way possible what every is, character what is so happening great. yeah every character is so great <laughs> yeah uh like what did you think about uh that whole dive into noir's past and getting to see we got to see him in the season without his mask on we got to hear him talk right um, and the we got the explanation for why he no longer talks and why he never takes his mask off. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, they're obviously going a really different direction than in the comics, you know, in the comics, Noir was actually a clone of Homelander. And, uh, it was revealed later. This, as soon as they showed him with a mask on, I'm like, Oh, they're going to try to dupe us, making us think it's him. Right. And then throw the clone in later. Well, obviously it's the same one because he's carrying that trauma with him the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same Black Noir because he has the same built-in trauma. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought that the the scene itself was... I mean, it was definitely a different mix into into um, the entire the entire theme of any episode you've seen. So I, I think if anyone's going to go down that, that rabbit hole, it was him. It, it's a twist because he was super serious, uh, quiet... Yeah, super, uh, really powerful, but just you would never expect him to have or deal with trauma in that way. So right. It was it was cool. Yeah, and uh, I also liked the the way that um, they revealed like what actually happened to him because uh, in the earlier flashback scene when Mallory is kind of like blown up basically and like knocked unconscious mm-hmm. as she comes to and she's like walking through the wreckage of the the fight uh, you see noir there with his like entire face burned and like a huge gash in his skull and you're like holy crap that's crazy like what happened you, you didn't see what happened until this episode in the flashback and you see like you know, it was Soldier Boy holding his face on the burning Jeep and like Soldier Boy smashing his shield into the top of Noir's head. Like everything that happened to Noir was Soldier Boy. And it's just like, wow, Soldier Boy's giant piece of trash. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, the animated thing and the way he dealt with that trauma was, was really cool to see. Uh, and a really unique spin that I did not see coming. Right. Uh, the other spin that I thought was kind of funny was the A train receiving Blue Hawk's heart. And he's <laughs> like, just, no. Yeah, just a it. just a way for uh Ashley and Vought to just, you know, remind A train, you know, who's really in control of, of what's going on. Um Yeah, uh what what did you think about the the mindstorm scene and, and the the Billy Butcher nightmare? sequence Um, did that kind of change any any feelings or thoughts you have of of billy as a as a person yeah i mean 
Not really. I was, it, it, it's just, it was it was good to to learn how he becomes so jaded in a lot of different ways. Like it's you know you always it's it's a Green Lantern quote that always sticks out to me. But it's it's the uh, you know you'll never really understand the consequences of your actions, but that's not an excuse to do nothing, right? Uh, it's you you just you have to take action, and you can't understand what those consequences are going to be till after you take action, but that doesn't mean you just sit there and do nothing. That's just, that's literally it. And his consequences are pretty severe, but he's still just, you know, firing at the hip as he goes through life. He knows no matter what he did, there was something that was going to happen. It was probably never going to end well, but you have to have that vision and get there. No matter how you got to get there. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know if they intended this, but like, you know, it kind of makes you think about those, you know, generational curses, right? Mm-hmm. Those those things that get passed down, right. uh, those those Abuse unfortunate you know traits or tendencies that that are toxic in nature. I I hate using that word, but that's the only word I can think of. <laughs> uh, that that are really just detrimental to you and the the people around you, or a person and the people around them. Um, and you see that perfectly shown here, right? Like. Butcher is everything that his father was, right? And his father right. was a, an abusive scumbag. And he had the chance to, like, break that generational curse with with Huey, right? But right. he only, like, kind of does, but doesn't really, you know? Instead of... Uh, he had the chance, right? Starlight tells him what happens with Temporary V. He could have right there just been like, Huey, you got to stop doing this. This is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, you've already taken so many doses. Like, your brain's oozing out your ears. Like, you got to stop because you're going to die. Instead, he punches him in the face, locks him in the, the gas station bathroom so he can't take the V, never tells him anything about the dangers of what's going on. And at the, you know, the end of episode eight or whatever, or maybe it's the end of this episode or whatever. He's like, yeah, we're just going to go kill Homelander. Let's finish the job. When he could have been like, dude, like you got to stop because you're going to die. Right. Um, <clears throat> Which so, is funny. You think of Kimiko. If she was temper, like let's just say she never had her powers. She was just temporarily taking it. Her brain would heal every time. So could she just keep dosing up and be fine? That is a very interesting question. Man, it's a great question. Uh, but yeah, so let's, let's break into, let's finish up this episode here. Um, that the whole nightmare sequence was, it was very tragic and I I really did feel for Billy, but then like you were saying, by the end of the episode, I'm just like, well, you, you did nothing to, to correct the course. Right. So I, I kind of don't really feel bad for you anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, cool powers though. Mindstorm has, that would, that would be brutal. Um, <clears throat> definitely somebody you'd want on, on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, so Annie, you know, sneaks into Vought to get Compound V for Kamiko so she can regain her powers. Like we said, she sees the notes on the desk uh, revealing the side effects of the temporary V, which obviously are not good. Uh, turns your brain into Swiss cheese and kills you. Um after that, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, except for the big 
spin here at the end of the episode where uh, Soldier Boy learns that uh, he's Homelander's father. And on top of learning that piece of news, he decides to call Homelander and tell him the news, which uh, Homelander loves, right? He, he finally knows who his dad is. Uh, and his dad is like was considered the greatest superhero before Homelander came around. Um, the twist is Soldier Boy is informed that Homelander was created to replace Soldier Boy, to be stronger, to be better. Um, so, you know, you, you have that duality happening in Soldier Boy where he's like, oh, wow, I have a kid and he's a soup and like I can go meet him. But also he was made to completely replace me and I'm like a, a vain scumbag. So that kind of doesn't right. fit, sit well with me. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about the reveal? Um, like you said, uh, does that happen in the comic no, at all? No, not at all. No, I, I, it's, I mean, let's, let's way later from what I was um, reading, but I'm going to say no, uh, especially knowing it's, you know, that was a legacy, other soldier boys. Right. But, um, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that twist. Honestly, no. I don't think it was totally necessary. Uh, connected it in a way, just it just really, you need to connect it. And uh, I guess they probably thought of it because of Homelander's son. You know, like like let's create a full legacy, you know, generational legacy here. Um, but yeah, it wasn't good. It was bad, I suppose. But I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that 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 legacy thing does make a lot of sense yeah. though, because <clears throat> now you have the three generations. Right. So moving on to episode eight, the finale here, uh, the instant white hot wild. Homelander finds and convinces Ryan to return to him, unwilling to harm Huey further. Butcher leaves him and heads to New York with Soldier Boy. Huey meets with Annie to apologize for his mistakes. Maeve escapes Vought's custody and meets with Huey, Annie, and M.M. Homelander kills Noir with, for withholding the knowledge of him being Soldier Boy's son. Butcher and Soldier Boy meet with the boys, Annie and Maeve, and trap all but Maeve in a safe before leaving with her and Soldier Boy to kill Homelander. Homelander begs Soldier Boy to accept him, though Soldier Boy attacks him. When Ryan attempts to save Homelander, Soldier Boy attacks him too, causing Butcher, Maeve, and the arriving boys to turn against him. Soldier Boy attempts to fire another blast, but Maeve tackles him out of the building while Homelander escapes with Ryan. Afterwards, the public mourns Maeve's apparent sacrifice, unaware she's alive but depowered. Butcher is in critical condition due to his usage of V-24. Annie joins the boys. Soldier Boy is in custody. Newman begins running for vice president after the Deep murders her predecessor. And Homelander and Ryan attend a rally for the former. Hmm. So, a lot happened here in the finale. Um key points here is is the whole battle right between butcher soldier boy and homelander and then like everyone against soldier boy yeah <laughs> yeah this really this it brings it brings it all to a head and uh you know also i don't want to keep making fun of starlight but you think she'd do something super powerful that just kind of 
doesn't end up being that powerful. She just like knocks him over. <laughs> <laughs> like again, it's um, yeah. But I, I was uh, I was pretty excited for it. I, I thought it was kind of cool actually how Huey turned up the lights, right? Yeah, he, like he was like charging her up. Uh, yeah, because here Annie tells him about the side effects, right? So like he has yes. the vial in in hand as he's in the the production room or whatever right and he sees the fight happening and he like pulls out the vial and he's like really thinking about taking it right and then he's like oh wait starlight she just needs energy i'm in this Mm -hmm. production room full of switches for energy yeah how convenient uh but yeah he decides to uh not take the v and it juices up annie which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, Soldier Boys, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I'll let you go here, but, it, like, in the order you want to go, but it's just amazing how the different fights running in parallel, and it feels like everybody versus everybody a little bit. Yeah, it's just like a Fortnite of superheroes happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love Maeve's turn to pretty much, like, hero. Um, right. Uh, and her fight with Homelander was just super cool and it like it was so brutal as homelander's like gouging her one eye out and like she's fighting yeah it was just yeah. so so great um because you know they've alluded to mave being pretty powerful right and, and kind of not being on the same level as homelander but like not they're not being much of a difference mm-hmm. um much like Wonder Woman and Superman, right? Yeah, it's been good to yeah. tell, but there's, yeah, exactly. there's one clear, stronger one. Yeah, and it was just cool to like finally see them duke it out, right? Right. Um, but her <laughs> her reluctant uh, call to heroism there, <laughs> right before Soldier Boy explodes, she's like, ah, "Are you kidding me? I got to do this." Um, I, I loved the turn. I thought it was really cool, and it, I also thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but also it didn't really make sense how she survived uh, jumping out of like a 300 story tower without her powers. You know, this but. is, this is kind of the whole, uh, you know, they should have been killing people off, but they're not killing people off type of thing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. she should be dead. And it, it, it kind of, you know, we talked about it on stranger things. It kind of robs the moment of a sacrifice or just robs the moment of the like the ooh and the ah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there needed to be a big death, and that was going to be it. And she has a similar comic book death. Not not me. She's a she goes out in a big way in the comic books, uh, not in the same way. But it's you know took it away. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she gets uh, but, to live happily ever after. It's not how this works. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Not not in this universe. Um, yeah, basically, uh, through the like eight people fighting Soldier Boy, they're finally able to somewhat subdue him enough for Frenchie, Frenchie's, uh, you know, nerve agent concoction to right. finally be, you know, administered or whatever. And they they knock him, knock Soldier Boy out. Uh, and during all this, like Homelander's just like, "All right, son, let's get out of here." And, like, no one tries to stop him. They just, like, let him literally walk out of the room. He doesn't even, like, fly away. He's just like, I'm going to casually stroll out the door. 
I know there's yeah, like they were, they were beyond fighting. They're just like, okay, I think it, it was. This is it shows the um, the resolve of everybody. Everyone felt like enough had happened. Yeah. And well, and I think once. like at that point they're they're like, well, you know, two of us plus Soldier Boy couldn't take down Homelander, and right. now we don't have Soldier Boy. So, like, what are we gonna really be able to do? Right. Though. Uh, was it Maeve who like stabs him with rebar in his ear hole? That was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, there, there's a, uh, you know, when it ends, you're like, well, it's or um, I'm said homeboy. A <laughs> <laughs> train wasn't in the scene, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, Homelander obviously is the the victor of this fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like he finally has won the approval of ryan yeah uh, which is he's alive and soldier boy's not in the picture anymore or the room definitely yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. um yeah that whole thing with with ryan you know was largely due to butcher's you know scumbagginess of course um or he kind of like purposely pushes him pushes ryan away um really hated to see that though like because because ryan's totally on on team homelander now which is a big bummer um what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh we see at the end here of course butcher collapses because he's been (laughs) wow i almost said something terrible um he's been really taking the temporary v uh way way too much uh he's in he's in the hospital he's told he basically has like 12 months to live um annie uh aka starlight she trashes her her soup outfit uh she she discards her her persona as starlight and she becomes a member of the boys um MM's there, Frenchie's there, Kamiko, Huey, Annie, and of course Butcher. Um, and then we end with Homelander at this rally with Ryan, introducing Ryan as he like you know flies down from the sky himself. Brightburn. Exactly. Which, by the way, I have a Brightburn pop back there. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Did you uh, watch great... it? You saw the movie? Yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. The jaw scene really got me. It's just, man, that's the steering. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of those sleeper movies often overlooked. It's very good. People need to watch it. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we're at this this pro Homelander rally, right? Pretty much. Um, and we have the, the the one Starlight supporter there there who like throws something. It hits Ryan, and Homelander just lasers his face off. And you know he's just kind of like, oh crap. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> uh, Ryan's just kind of like looking, and uh, of all people, uh, MM's ex-wife's husband is at the rally and he's just like, he's loving it. He's loving the laser facing of that's like, going on. Yeah. He's like, like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, he starts cheering. All the supporters start cheering. Homelander's like, I can literally do whatever I want. Like people still love me. Like 
terrifying, by the way. <laughs> and the part that is even more disturbing is Ryan, like the camera slowly zooms in on his face and he just gets a little smirk. Like he, he approves. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I think they're, they're kind of ditching the clone uh, story in the, you know, in the comic book. And uh, it's, he has a son instead of a clone, right? Next best thing mm-hmm. or better thing. And yeah, which that could lead to the scene, you know, that I talked about, but we'll see. Nice. Yeah. And then the other uh, kind of reveal here is uh, Newman being now uh, singer's running mate and VP. Uh, right. So she's, you know, making I her way up. Seinfeld Newman when I was like, what? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where we end there. Uh, so before we get into... Well, no, we'll just go through this list. I have a, a few parodies that we didn't really touch on. Um, of course, the first episode, we have the Dawn of the Seven movie, which clearly is a spoof of Dawn of Justice, right? Mm-hmm. Just, Justice League parody. Um, the whole Church of the Collective very much uh, given off some, some crazy Scientology vibes. Um, and the Deep's kind of like the the leah remini of of this universe right breaking free yeah uh a train's turbo rush commercial hilarious parody of kendall jenner's pepsi commercial like almost seen scene for scene (laughs) of the commercial (laughs) uh and then of course the deeps imagine video which is the parody of the infamous gal gadot and other uh, celeb imagine video during COVID when that they was, forgot that was that, probably my favorite one. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I love the parodies; they're so good. Uh, so we already touched on Billy having twelve months to live. Starlight quitting the seven joins the boys. Um, so do you think we'll see any more repercussions of the whole Soldier Boy being Homelander's father? Uh, you know story arc that we got here uh, it'll, i mean i think it'd be an underlying tone as things go on but you know soldier boy's probably not dead obviously yeah well um, we we see him uh he's kind of like in the the glass container oh, right, tube, right. like still like Dude, masked but... up they're pumping the agent in uh with ashley and i believe the deep kind of just standing there like oh okay well <laughs> that's right i forgot about that uh yeah it's again i think it'd just be an underlying tone as to does the is the world? I think the bigger question is: Will the world find out? Like, will Homelander use that as like a propaganda thing? Like, I'm the son of Soldier Boy, the greatest superhero ever. Will he embrace that in a humble way, even though you know, and, and put the spin on it for the media? Who knows? Right. But, uh, I think that's uh, it's more so like that. And yeah, you know, maybe maybe his son will become like a. Uh, he could use that, and that could be Ryan's persona. Maybe Ryan's the second. Soldier Boy in this world, right? Oh, there you go. I like it. Um, Yeah, like, what? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with Ryan and this the shift of him now, like, almost idolizing Homelander and hating Butcher? So, like, it's it's a wave, right? He's he's. He loved him at first, and he's fearful of him and hates him. Now he loves him again, 
and that'll probably end in, you know, he'll probably see Homelander snap, kill a bunch of people like Edgar. Edgar will probably be the form of the president in the comic book. And he'll probably destroy the, kill the whole board of Vought and do all these different things. Or maybe he'll kill the president, who knows. And I think that's going to end up with Ryan killing Homelander. We'll see. Instead of Homelander's clone killing him and revealing that, it's <clears throat> Ryan that killed him. That would be very interesting. Yeah, I really hope that, that Ryan uh, has another turn and, and comes back <laughs> to the light side, please. Um, speaking of, you know, you, you brought the president there. Uh, we have uh, Victoria Newman now on the ticket as VP. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tried to help Starlight at first. Then she ended up helping Homelander to achieve this goal of of, of reaching, you know, VP level. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you think she, like, really sits in this thing? Uh, she's still alive. She's still out there. She's still got a pretty powerful superpower. Like, uh, she will definitely turn the tide one way or the other. Um, do you think? She's yeah. the biggest wild card, I would say. Uh, there's no definitive side or what she's trying to do. Obviously, they know what she's capable of, but um, yeah, I don't. That's that's a difficult one. I don't. I think she's too. You have to pull a trigger with her quick to to have her do something. She's too powerful to to, you know, not be in full control or live. You know, she's got to. Something's got to happen with her. I. She probably won't make it out of next season. We'll see though. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, again, she could she could become the president after right. Yeah. Sure. After the untimely death, that is true. Uh, we also uh, maybe she like kills we... Homelander in defense of the president. I don't know. Ooh, that would be interesting. Um, we touched on this, but Maeve is of course alive. Leaves with her uh, patch ex now present girlfriend. Whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Um, which also interestingly enough, uh. Ashley, and I think the Deep also, because they're basically never seen together now. Um, They see the the security footage of Maeve being, like, picked up by M.M. and still being alive, and they delete it, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, Because they could have just told Homelander, but they didn't. Um, What are your thoughts on the status of Maeve? She's powerless, uh, is this like her send off? Is she going to be back? Uh, is she going to pull Kamiko, get her powers back? Because you of, said she dies in the comic, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She kind of goes out in a blaze of glory, and mm. uh, that's kind of where you know, I kind of reference it to that. I mean, at least uh, yeah, it, yeah. I think she died in that, that scene. And uh, it's the thing: most of the people are, are dead in the comics. <laughs> you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to formulate a story around these uh, people. Mm. But um, Huey's alive in the comics. Yeah, I think she'll. Uh, it'll either you know be found out. Like either that was just the end of the storyline. You know that the, the tables were erased and, and everyone lives happily ever after for her. Because um, I guess that is even a spin in this in this whole show, right? Nobody ever gets to live happily ever after, and, and Maeve may, may might. Her left eye won't, but. <laughs> but maybe she gets to live happily ever after. And um, 
or Homelander finds out that you know she deleted the tape and kills her. Who knows? One of those, you know, there's going to be. It's not going to be a whole story. It's just going to somebody's either going to live happily ever after, or someone's going to die because of it. <laughs> so, welcome to the boys. Yes, and uh, uh, my last little note here is is with Homelander now realizing that he can basically do whatever he wants and he'll, he'll still have supporters. Um, like, what does that mean for, for everyone else? Um, like what, what are we going to see transpire here in season four with, with Homelander? I could, you know, I, I'm sure you'll see the, um, you know, you'll probably see some very heavy, uh, signals of the type of civil war, perhaps because you know, he killed the guy on TV, right? And never was cheering for him. Like that was on TV. Uh, that's a good it was just a rally. I can't. Uh, I so, I don't recall either way. Um, it probably would have been yeah. on TV. I would think everything's televised these days, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I I hope they don't keep the 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 front up that like every you know every trump supporter loves homelander (laughs) right Right. i I hope they don't they don't keep that going um they will they will i know they They absolutely will uh but you know along with that though the the problem i have with that is you know they're really a lot of things are happening in the world right now they're really touching on this stuff right and it's you can even look at some of the comments of of what what happens in the show and you see people arguing the comments it's it's, it's sad, really, you know, that the people in the comments who like take these things to heart and and think, oh, you know, all Trump supporters are like that or all all, you know, all liberals are like this and, and, and everyone's stupid. Like, the boys, well, everyone is stupid. Though. Everyone is stupid. That is actually true. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of my uh, my point coming through, I guess. But um, the boys makes fun of everybody. And if you think they're not making fun of you then you're just arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you're not, you're not, you're not all, uh, you're not comprehending what, what's happening, right? They, they make fun of every extreme. They make fun of everything leading up to those extremes. Um, it's even when they make fun of, you know, the right wing media, they're making fun of media in general. Like they'll, they'll, they might use one as an example, but the comments that support the point is making fun of all forms of media together. And it's, you know, you, you have to peel back the onion a little bit. But, um, I mean, let's be honest. Like, do you really think that what if I was if I was writing this and I wanted like one type of person to be for Homelander? It's it's perfect. You know, Homelander, he's he's meant to represent almost, uh, you know, he's blonde hair, blue eyed. Right. He's kind of got that. He's a perfect you know specimen. He's 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 like it's very Aryan. Right. So you want to? That's getting want, clipped, by the way. Totally out of context. Oh yeah. <laughs> and boy, does he work out. Yeah. Uh, that jawline, huh? Yeah, yeah. But you have you have to take that, you know, specific, uh, hilarious, uh, not even hilarious, I guess, like uh, stereotype, and, and, and aim it towards that, and use that as a as a plot point. I get it. Uh, it's just, you know, hopefully they don't go too far with it. They will. <laughs> yeah. They will. They absolutely will. It's your hopes will fall mm-hmm. upon deaf ears. Um, but yeah, I, I got to say, uh, Homelander's performance and and character arc throughout the season is fantastic. Right. 
Like I, he just that dude crushed every scene that he's in. He is so good at at making me feel gross. Comfortable. <laughs> yes. Um, you I heard gotta, about the rumors of him as Dracula in the MCU, right? Yes, I did. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, so, MCU's come to the point like, like, okay, where the f was Dracula during the whole thing? Like, that's why you don't do Thanos as early as you did, right? Like, it's, it's, right. Uh, it's a whole other episode, though. Yes. Uh, his name's Anthony Starr, by the way. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm just like looking at his page here on IMDb. This guy needs to be in more things. I think he will be. <laughs> I was talking about it. He the, the Maeve actor actress was really good too. So. Yes, she also. Um, honestly, like it's a pretty good cast. Like, I mean, Carl mm-hmm. Urban. I don't. He crushes everything. Yeah. Uh, Jack Wade was really good. Um, excuse me. Mother's Milk, uh, played by uh, Laz Alonzo. He, right. I, I thought he was really good, especially in this season. Uh, seeing his, um, you know, kind of breakdown. Uh, Chance Crawford as the Deep, of course. Like, I, the Deep is is one of my favorite characters. Uh, Frenchie, played by uh, Tomer Capone, amazing. Uh, as much as I dislike Ashley Barrett, uh, the actress that plays her does a phenomenal job of, of playing somebody who is totally right. unhinged. Uh, that is Colby Minifee. I'm, I'm trying to find Maeve's. Where's Maeve on here? But yeah, uh, it's stellar cast. Yeah, it's funny. You know, Billy uh, Butcher. I think it was, it was the actual real name. But um, the first time I was like, oh, I like this actor a lot. It was oh, actually Carl Urban. Carl Urban, thank you. Yeah. It was uh, Eomer and uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Dude, he's been in like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, Maeve is played by Dominique McElliot. Elliot? I don't know. She's, she's pretty great. Uh, she was in House of Cards, apparently. Uh, but yeah, let's let's pull up old Carl Urban, which by the way has an amazing picture, like his profile picture on IMDb. It's so great, he's Is like a, a cowboy holding a rifle on his hip. Like, come on now. Uh, but yes, he was. Um, he's <laughs> a an uncredited stormtrooper in uh, episode seven. Nine, episode nine, not episode seven, episode nine, of course. Um, He was from New Zealand. Yeah, Uh, he was Scourge in Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. The Executioner. He was Judge Dredd in Judge Dredd. Great movie. Um, Yeah, he's he's been a lot of awesome things. And and he just explains why he's in Lord of the Rings. He's from New Zealand, right? Yeah, dude. He just fantastic actor. Love yeah. him. Love the guy. Um, yeah, uh, were, were there before we wrap up here? Were there any uh, like story storylines through the season that 
you were particularly fond of or maybe any performances or anything that like really stood out to you this season? Uh, in Carl Urban, no matter what season it is, he's just his demeanor and what he does and how he handles every situation is just, it's amazing. It, it actually, it's a rinse and repeat, but in all the different scenarios that he keeps the same demeanor and the, um, the jadedness, it just, it carries that character's uh, story on so well. I'm, I'm going to be sad when they finally kill him off, but um, uh, you know, the Frenchie storyline, I'm on board with you on that. That was yeah, dude, that was so good. It was really good. It, it felt like a, just a dark TV show on its own, like a storyline with that. Um, I would probably say it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's the Soldier Boy's introduction was was really amazing. You know, we didn't touch on it, but when he first walks out into the room with uh, Crimson Countess when she's tied up and he walks out of the shadow, it's, a, it's really reminiscent of Captain America's return. During in, uh, in the Infinity War, right? Uh, he walks out in the subway and from the yeah. shadows with the darkened star, and he's got the beard, and he's you know yeah. he's ready to, to fight. It yeah, was a about it was to a, kill it was his a, former lover turned right. cam girl, <laughs> right? Yeah, so <laughs> it, it was very parallel of that, and uh, I, they did a lot of things right this season, and uh, you know I, I, it's. Uh, well, it's not my favorite superhero show. It's keeping me interested, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. And uh, we'll, we'll see where they go. Yeah, uh, I I I could talk hours just about Carl Urban and <laughs> and his portrayal of Billy Butcher. Uh, One of the best scenes still this whole show. This whole whole show is is Billy Butcher versus Translucent. Uh, that, that is that is still one. Of, it's probably the best scene in this, in this whole whole show. Yeah, uh, there's just something about how he delivers his lines and just yeah, the boy. the just drenched in sarcasm and yeah. like he's just so quippy with all of his responses. It's just anytime he talks, I have to like I'm glued like to the TV yeah. or monitor or whatever. Like I have to hear every word he says because it's often hysterical uh but another thing like his facial expressions like he just looks like a lunatic i love it like it's yeah he's his his hair is all over the place is you know yeah it's it's it's, he's got yeah he he sells the character in a manner and the best the best part about him is he stands up to homelander with or without compound being the same exact manner yeah it shows you how unhinged he is oh yeah he does not care, <laughs> which I love. Um, man, yeah, great show. I got scary, right? Right, yeah. Um, this this continues the trend of like uh, that. Stranger Things started for me season four, much better than I was expecting. Uh, like I like I said in the Stranger Things episodes, uh, I wasn't necessarily super excited or anticipating the new season. But once I started watching it, I was blown away uh, and couldn't stop watching it. I kind of right. felt like that about season th- three here of The Boys. Uh, I, I love the show, so I was excited there was a new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing was like, you know, it, it wasn't clearly at the top of my watch list because we're yeah. doing this episode <laughs> like a month after it ended. Um, but again, once I started, I watched the the season in two days, like 
once it started, I couldn't stop. Um, right. And I, I was very impressed. And I think this is a pretty solid entry into the series so far. Uh, really looking forward to what happens uh, in season four. Uh, I don't think there's any like hard dates about you know when season four might release or anything. I, I don't know if I've heard of anything. I don't know if you have. No, I haven't. You know, I was thinking they normally come out on Thursday. I've been I've been watching them every Friday, but they come out on every Thursday. That's a good question. I'm I can't sure. remember because I, you know, I always joke about it, but I, I think we should maybe if they come out at next, you know, if they're doing Thursdays, we should watch that show that the day of, and then do a, maybe an episode that night based on, almost like a soft uh, immediate companion series with it. Yeah, I always thought it'd be fun to do a watch party of anything. But I, was, I don't know about that. I was about thinking the... about that with uh, the Lord of the Rings, but I think we're all going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be a trash party. We're just going to yeah. make fun of it. Uh, which also could be fun. I, <laughs> just riff tracks. The whole you know, I know we've always talked about doing other you know, uh, video game uh, companion things, and maybe we should just all install Lord of the Rings online and just run around and kill helpless animals. <laughs> try with try to recreate the show in, in the game. <laughs> But make yeah. it the good version. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. it's kind of funny we talk about Anthony Starr's Dracula. I got a, my whiskey glasses of Dracula. Oh wow! Look yeah. at that. What are the odds? Hmm. Um, yeah, my parting words to you though tonight, Jordan, would be um, browse through Prime. They have some good originals. They don't yeah. have uh, the the amount of, of shows on Prime. I mean, there's a ton of shows, but I mean the amount of, of quality shows are not quite as, as many as you see on HBO or Netflix, but uh, they do have some good ones. Uh, obviously, the boys. Uh, I just watched a show called Outer Range, which was pretty interesting. It was like uh, Yellowstone Very sci-fi. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, of we course, were talking about Wheel of Time earlier. I'm like, I'm like we did say we, we did it every New Year's Eve. We're like the wheel of time just got renewed for another year. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> wheel of time is uh, on Prime, though uh, you probably would hate it. Uh, I thought it was mediocre, which means you definitely would have hated it. Uh, but like um, the Terminal List new show with Chris Pratt looks interesting. I might check that out. Uh, Carnival Row is actually a pretty good uh, like fantasy steampunk type okay. show uh has stars uh Cara Delevingne and um Orlando Bloom it was very good there's only one season and it came out like maybe two years ago or something I think this is kind of one of those shows that uh released just prior to COVID and then COVID happened so like they didn't do anything after the first season but I think it's one of the the shows that they had big plans for so i would expect more seasons to come eventually um but yeah check check out prime they do have some good stuff uh you just gotta do a little searching uh but that that wraps uh up the show tonight we we've recapped and reacted to season three of the boys uh better late than never um got anything uh you want to plug before we jump out of here jordan uh no no there'll be some things in the future though uh there always is with you mm -hmm. There always is. You were saying the other day you're playing multiverses. Oh yeah, a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. It's uh, I you know, it's I, I, I as everyone knows me, t-shirt and everything. I'm a, I'm a Warner Brothers junkie. I love Looney Tunes. I love uh, 
anything DC. And uh, this literally just merges uh, all Warner Brothers properties together into uh, it's their own version of Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Nickelodeon has one, but this one is this one has is very high quality, and uh, nice. it's I, I recommend it. It's I think it's just open beta, just happened, uh, just launched, and yeah, I see, it, uh, LeBron, <laughs> I see uh, a few friends uh, in in Steam and Discord uh, have been playing. I'm not a big Smash guy, so I'm not even going to bother trying because I hate that game. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is good to hear that there is um, a quality Smash clone out there because there's there have been many attempts. Right. Uh, none of them have seemed to really stuck. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. It's always a fun time. Uh, I think this time we both cried laughing a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't just one of us. Uh, Fairy canary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, check out our Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Showboys Podcast. We have a, a website right right here, showboysmedia.com. We, we have uh, reviews, articles, uh, event coverage over there. You can find all of our past episodes, uh, video format, and audio. Uh, subscribe here on YouTube. Let us know what you guys thought about Season 3 in the comments below. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week for our 100th episode, which feels really weird. Uh, we might do something special. I don't know. Uh, tune in and find out, I guess. We'll see you around. Good night. all this extra time now our our last several episodes have, have been over three hours long <laughs> and now it's it's like only eleven nineteen. i feel like i could i don't know go off for a night on the town or something i was actually thinking when you're talking about the hundred thing please don't review cw's the 100 on your 100th episode <laughs> <laughs> might be a good background logo <laughs> <laughs>